is only fitting that today's title is Burden Bearers. Burden Bearers. As we see throughout the weeks that as Christians, we have a lot of responsibility, a lot of different responsibilities being Christians, those that serve Christ. A lot of responsibilities. And we have a, uh, a great responsibility to serve one another, to serve one another. Romans 12 tells us this. It says, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above ourselves, above ourselves. A lot of responsibilities as a Christian. But the main key to it all is love. It's love, church. Scripture also tells us that we as Christians are taught the commandments of Christ so that we may obey the commandments of Christ. That we are taught to obey. And one of the things as Christians that we must obey is loving the church. Is loving the church as Christ loves the church. Love each other as Christ loves us. He loves his church. He adores his church. He sacrificed himself so that the church can be formed in the earth. Jesus. Jesus. So, church, one that our Christian life is a, is a life of obedience, is a life of obedience. The church, you and I, a body of believers that gather, gather together to worship God the Father, to worship God the Son, through the power of God, the Holy Spirit, that lives in us. That lives in us. We gather together, together to worship, church. To worship. Loving each other. Our brothers and sisters in Christ. That consists of having each other's back. Having each other's back. Being Burden bearers for each other, for each other, as Christ Jesus is the ultimate burden bearer for us all. Amen? Amen. Christ, the burden bearer. Christ, the burden bearer. Think about the things that was taken in that cross. As he carried his own cross. He carried our burdens. He carried our worries, our concerns. Jesus, the ultimate burden bearer, church. When we have trouble, when we have problems, concerns, adversity, who do we turn to? When, we, when things happen in our life that we don't understand, that we cannot explain, that we cannot fix, who do we turn to? 
when sin, the desires of our flesh, rises up in us and, and we find ourselves in sin that we can't even understand. Who do we turn to? When this world gets too tough for us. When we feel as though no one has our back. That we're all alone. When sickness tries to attack our bodies. The diseases tries to attack our bodies. When Satan tries to attack our minds, who do we turn to? Scripture tells us to look to the hills from where our help comes from. We turn to Jesus. We turn to Jesus. The song says we lay it at the feet of Jesus. We lay everything at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything at the feet of Jesus. Christ is our burden bearer. Church, I don't know about you, but I depend on that. I depend on that. I depend on Jesus having my back. When I can't do no more, when I've done all I can, I call out for the name of Jesus. I call on the name of Jesus. And he's never failed me. He's never failed me. And my faith says he never will. He never will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord says, call on me in your day of trouble. I am the one who will deliver you. I am the one who will rescue you. I am your redeemer, he says. I am your redeemer. Hallelujah. Christ is the burden bearer for us all, church. For us all. Hallelujah. Psalms 68:19 says this. Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily, daily bears our burdens. Do we have burdens this morning? Lay them on the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes, church. That's grace. That is grace. That is unearned favor. That is love. That is love. When we face these difficulties, that's too much for us. God invites us to humble ourselves, to humble ourselves and cast all our anxieties on him because he cares for us, church, because he cares. He desires for us to bring our worries, our concerns to him through prayer, through prayer, trusting that his peace will guard our hearts, and our minds against anxieties and worries. Yes, he does. Christ, your Savior, saves you from these burden bearers. If you allow them. If you allow them, church. Our shoulders are weak. We can't handle all these burdens. We can't handle them. But Jesus, but Jesus, he can handle them all. He can handle them all, church. His shoulders are broad. His shoulders are broad. Jesus can handle them all. He has room for them all. He has unlimited room. Unlimited room. Continue to go to him for your burdens, church. Continue. Continue. You give him your burdens, he gives you strength. He gives you strength, church. When you give him your, your burdens, he gives you 
You give him uh, anxiety and your worries, he gives you peace. He gives you peace. When you open up your mind to the things of God, he gives you wisdom. He gives you knowledge. He gives you understanding. Understanding. What a great God we serve. Hallelujah. What a great God we serve. Great God. When you open up your heart to the things of God, he fills it with love. With love. Love, church. That love will lead us to be burden bearers for our brothers and sisters in Christ. For our brothers and sisters in Christ. As we are called to be burden bearers. Burden bearers. The demonstration of love to show the heart of God to all people. All people. But especially to those of the house our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Amen? So if you have your Bibles today, church, I want us to journey. I want us to journey through Galatians 6, 1 through 10. And we will read where Paul is reminding us as faithful, faithful Christians that we are to do good work for all people, all people, but especially those of the house of faith, our Christian brothers and sisters, but we must not do them in a legalistic way. We must do them by the Spirit, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to be led by the Holy Spirit. So we must allow the Holy Spirit to guide us and to lead us into loving each other, showing concern for each other, church, each other, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Galatians 6.1 says, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore them. You should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also, or you also may be tempted. You also may be tempted. What he's saying is that if any of us, our brothers or sisters, anyone of the church, has may found themselves backsliding back into the world of sin, trespassing against God, we, as being spiritual believers, walking and living by the Spirit, we are to help, help restore them, help restore them out of that sin, out of that sin. Help restore them out of their struggle, out of the stronghold that they're in. Whatever it may be that may be taking them away from Jesus. Whatever it may be that may be taking them away from their faith. From their faith, church, we as believers walking in the spirit should restore them, should restore them, church. We are to help restore them by reproof, reproof, meaning that we are obligated. We are obligated to let them know 
that what they're doing is not right. That what they find themselves in is not of God. What they find themselves in, Jesus is not pleased. And that is not the way of a Christian believer. Of a Christian believer. We, church, the believers in Christ, are obligated. So we must give them reproof and instruction. Give them reproof and instruction and encourage them to return to their faith. Encourage them to return to their faith. But we must not force them. We must not force. We cannot force. We cannot force. We must do it in a humble way, a gentle way, a kind way, a loving way, a way of concern, a way of concern with the love of Jesus that's in us, with the love that he's taught us, that he's placed in our hearts. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. We think about these past few years, church, and we have seen our Christian brothers and sisters just fall away. Fall away. Fall away from Jesus. Fall away from their faith that once saved them out of this world. As though they were deceived. Deceived into thinking that this world can offer them better than what God can offer. Better than what God can offer them. It hurts to see that. It hurts to see our brothers and sisters in that way. Because we remember when we were in that way, right? We remember. We remember, church. But we can't give up on them. We cannot give up on our brothers and sisters. Because we remember we were once there too. We were once there too. We cannot, but we must gently restore them. Gently restore them. And he says, be careful, keep watch, because you yourself may become tempted. Anybody been there? When that person won't come to you and you got to go to them? And when you get there, you're in a place, a familiar place. And that flesh gets to jumping. The flesh is happy. Jumping around because he's in a familiar place. And your mind is wondering. But you're trying to help. You're trying to help restore. And your flesh is just jumping. And your spirit is saying, no, no. I've been there. It's best to get out of that place and tell your brother or your sister, can we talk outside? <laughs> Let's talk outside. Sometimes it's best not to go there. Maybe pick up the phone and send a text. Because this flesh is tricky. Temptation will easily pass from one to another. Easily. Because we live by the spirit, but this flesh in us is weak. It's weak, church. So let's be careful. Next verse. Bear one another's burdens. 
bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's a commandment, church. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. He deceives himself. Man, this is a commandment. Bear your brother and your sister's burden. Bear them. Help them in their difficult responsibilities. Help them. That's your neighbor. That's your neighbor. And we have a sister in need that her load needs lightening right now. Sister Daphne, that load needs lightening. And we as a family of Christ, as her brothers and sisters, appointed by Christ, we have a responsibility to help lighten her and her family's load. Her and her family's load. Continue to lift them up in prayer, in prayer, church. We must sympathize with them. Help them as though as they go through their sin, as they go through their emotional struggle, whatever it may be, their financial struggle, whatever it may be, their physical struggle, whatever it may be, whatever hardship, whatever grievances, whatever sorrows or grief, church. Help them through it. We must help them through it as though we ourselves were going through it. As we ourselves, that's love. That's the love of the church for each other. That's the love of Jesus. That's the love of Jesus, church. Continue always praying earnestly for them. Earnestly for them. Be there for them, church. And we do it out of love. We do it out of love, church. Out of love. And then we will be fulfilling the law of Christ. We will be fulfilling the law of Christ, which is loving each other as Christ loves us. That's his commandment. That's our responsibility to carry that out in this world. That's what the church is all about. That's what this family of believers is all about. We are a family. We're not separated. We are a Family. Family. We're not in each other's households, but we are family. We are family, church. And then he says, basically, for if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Been there, too. <laughs> Been there, too. Basically, if we think that we're better than someone who has backslidden into the world of sin, and we think that highly of ourselves that we don't want to help them. We are no better than them. We are no better than them, church. If we refuse to help them, we are no better than them. And sometimes we walk around with that righteous attitude, that righteous attitude that is which not of God. Not of God. No one is too good to carry burdens or to serve. To serve. No one is too good. Jesus did it. Jesus did it. Jesus washed the disciples' feet. He washed their feet. 
wash their feet. Something to think about. We wash their feet, church. So let's be mindful. Let's be mindful, church, of the needs of the body of Christ, of the needs of our brothers and sisters. How can we be stronger? By loving each other. That's how we can be stronger. We carry that love for each other out into the world as one, as one love, one love in Christ. We can change some things that way, church. We can change things. Amen? Next verse. But let each one test his own work. Then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Paul is saying, do not, do not compare yourself to your brother or your sister that may be lost in sin. Don't compare yourself to them and think that you are spiritually better. Because they are over there lost in sin. They had a down season. They struggled, as which we all do. But we cannot ever, ever look down on them and think we are better than anyone, anyone who's allowed the flesh to get the best of them. Because we are all been there. And as long as we live in, it's always a chance that we may go back there. That we may go back there, church. We can never exalt ourselves above someone else like that. That's not of God. Not of God. We should not measure ourselves by the struggles of someone else. Never. 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 We must have love and compassion, and concern, and concern for them, church, and concern. Always remember that we was once there. And if we want to compare ourselves, if we really want to compare ourselves, may we compare ourselves to Jesus. May we compare ourselves to Jesus, church. Then we will see how spiritual we really are, right? You want to test our spirituality? Compare ourselves to Jesus. Compare ourselves to Jesus. I tell you what, we would never have a problem thinking that we, were, we are more than, than what we really are then, right? That will keep us humble. Huh? That never happened, right? How many times we thought we was here until we read the word? <laughs> brought us down quick. I know it did for me. <laughs> yes. But it says, for each have his own load to bear. Now we are burden bearers, Lord Jesus. We are to help. We are to help. We can't take the whole load from you now. We can't take the whole burden from you. We are to help in that time of need because everyone has their own burdens to bear, right? 
everyone has their own struggles, their own responsibilities in this life. But we are to help. We are to help. And the Lord will make sure that that help returns, that it returns. Amen? Next verse. Let the one who has taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Hallelujah. God is not mocked. Whatever, for whatever one sows, that he will also reap. Now we hear this scripture a lot. Whatever you sow, that you will reap. And it sometimes seems that we don't get it, do we? We continue sometimes doing destructive things. Doing destructive things. Knowing that the word tells us we will re reap those destruction things, right? Why? What's going on in our minds that we do that, right? It don't drive you crazy sometimes, puzzle you when you singled out, you do those destructive things, and you know that's not good. You know what the word says. Ron, you continue that, that's what you're going to reap. And the Lord says, I'm going to leave you right over there by yourself, in your mess. I done told you. <laughs> that's the scary part, though. When things get silent, when he gets silent on you, that's the scary part. That means you did it one time too many. One time too many. But Paul is saying it is good to sow into that which feeds you that spiritual food. It's great to sow in the things that feed you spiritual food. Because now you have received spiritual knowledge spiritual wisdom to restore someone who may be overtaken by those wrongdoings, by that sin. You have been taught by the word how to restore them back to their faith. Back to their faith. It's great to sow into these things that teaches us wisdom and gives us knowledge. Knowledge. Do not be deceived, church. God is not mocked. He is not mocked. God knows his truth. He knows his truth. He knows the things that he has commanded us. He knows them. We can play crazy all day long like we forgot. <laughs> God knows his truth. We can try to twist it, turn it, however you want it. God's truth never changes. Never changes. Don't think we're fooling God. Don't think we're fooling God. The Bible tells us that the spirit knows the spirit. So you feel that urging within you, that urging within you when you are doing wrong, when you know it's not of God. You feel it within you. The Spirit convicting you. You feel it. You feel it. 
we can't fool God that we are faithful when we're not. We can't fool God that we are committed when we are not. We cannot fool God. Let us not think, church, that we actually love the church, that we actually love the body of Christ when we fail to gather, when we forsake the gathering of the saints, as the word tells us, commands us to. Let us not think that we love each other and we are not there for each other. Let us not think that we're fooling God. Let us not be deceived. God is not fooled and he is definitely not mocked, church. His word tells us that if you love me, if you love me, you will obey me. You will obey me. Let us not think that we love God and we do not obey him. God is not mocked. Whatever we reap, whatever we sow, we will reap. We will reap. Next verse. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap. From the flesh, well, from the flesh reap corruption. That's what we just talked about. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Self-explanatory. The word is made simple. Just as simple as anything. There are only two things, church, that we can sow and invest in spiritually. Two things. Two. The flesh and the spirit. The flesh and the spirit. Either you sow in yourself, the flesh, or you sow into God. One brings death and the other brings life. It's as simple as that. Simple as that. Simple as that. In the world that we live in now, now, you see so many people running away from God when we should be running towards God. They're running to death instead of running to life. It's puzzling. It's puzzling. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. But those are our brothers and sisters. So we must do what? Reach back for them. We are obligated to reach back and pick them up. Pick them up. I know it's hard. It's hard to do so because we don't want to come off looking uh, self-righteous, right? And they may not receive it as what it is. So sometimes we may say, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want them to look at me and think that I may be thinking I'm better than them. But we are obligated. That's why he tells us to do it out of love. Be gentle and kind with them. Be gentle and kind. We all have someone in our lives that we need to do that, reach out, extend that hand to, extend that hand to, because someone did it for us. I know someone did it for me. And we, as the body of Christ, as Capital City Church, I know we are willing. We are willing. If no one else does it, 
we have to hold each other accountable to. Accountable to. We know some people that's missing, that needs to be here. Let's remind ourselves. Next verse. And let us not grow weary. Weary, church, of doing good. For in due season, in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. He says, put in the work. Put in the work. I got you. I got you if you hang on. I got you. I got you. Paul is telling them, do not grow tired of doing good. And I tell you, church, do not grow tired of doing good. Do not grow tired of doing what's right. What's right. Even, even when it seems as if people can care less. It matters. It matters, it matters, it matters. Because it matters to God. It matters to God, church. It matters to God. So we must remember who we are. We are servants of God. That means we are servants of each other. Servants of people. Remind ourselves that. Remind ourselves that, church. So I pray and, and, and pray that we keep living in a way that's consistent with what we believe. We believe in the love of Christ that lives in us, right? So we keep walking and living in that way, sharing that love of Christ. Amen? So when we sow, church, in due season, we will reap everything that we have sown. Everything. That's encouraging. When you're tired to not give up. To not give up. Even though we feel sometimes it should be about us, but we carry on and we help others and we help others. We may not receive no reward just yet. We, can't, we shouldn't look for the reward. Continue in the good work. Continue in the good work. Whether it's honorable, true, pure, just, commendable, lovable, lovely, and good. We will, in due time, receive all of those things back. That's God's word. That's God's word, church. Because he sees your work. And his promises says that, he will reward us if you faint not. If you faint not. So don't give up. Lean on each other. When you're tired, lean on each other. Lean on each other. And we all get tired in this world. That's why it's so important for us to not waste our time. To not waste our time on things that's not of God. That's where we get tired from. We ought to be tired helping someone. Tired being in the business of God, not in the business of this world. Taking care of the business of God, we ought to be tired. We ought to become weary. That's when we receive that reward. We're spending our time doing other things that's not of God, and we wear ourselves thin, then we have nothing to bring to him. Nothing to bring to him. 
Let's do better, church. Let's do better. Let's do what pleases God. Amen? Let's do our part for the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Verse 10. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone while we can, while we're able, while we're healthy, while we have a sound mind. Let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are the household of faith, to each other, to each other. While we wait to reap, church, while we wait and sit to reap, we must continue sowing spiritually into this world. Even though this, this is a fallen world, we must continue sowing spiritual things into this world to show this world who Christ really is into the hearts of others, church. So let's make the most of our time as we talked about. Let's not get tired or weary. We can't throw in the towel just yet. Call on your brother and sister. Say, I need you. I need your help. I'm a little tired. I need you. Come on with me. Lift me up. Lift me up. That's what we need, church. That's what we need. But especially for each other. For each other. We are called to show Love and concern to all people, but especially each other, each other. Now, if anyone gets upset about it, tell them to join us. Tell them to join us. Tell them to come to Capital City Church, and they will experience that special love, that special love that we have for our family, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? Amen? Are we willing to show those that walk through those doors that special love of Christ? To show them what true family is all about? Amen? Amen. Hey, don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. Remember, God is not mocked. He knows what his commandments are. He knows. The spirit within knows. Amen? All right, church. Burden bearer. So as we close, I want to do a quick recap to make sure we know how to love one another. And when we see it, we correct it. So we focus, we focus on our brothers and sisters in Christ that how we should treat each other, how we are supposed to treat each other. We should help to restore those who are caught in sin with what? Gentleness and love. The love of the love of Christ. We should help carry each other's burdens. Emphasis on help. Emphasis on help because we have what? Our own responsibilities, our own load to carry. But we must reach out and help others. And help others, church. We are to be honest with ourselves also. Honest. Not thinking that we are better than anyone who have backslidden into sin. No. We are not to compare ourselves to anyone and, and to see how we measure up against them, but measure ourselves against Jesus. Measure ourselves against Jesus. 
And we must know that God is not mocked. And we can't fool God. We can't fool God. We can't say, <laughs> one I used to use a lot. I used to use a lot. I didn't know any better. I was ignorant to the fact, right? But God knows my heart. <laughs> God knows my heart. Mm. Wow. If I only knew better. <laughs> Man, we can't use that excuse, church. <laughs> For real. We can't use that excuse and not be faithful or not be committed. That's, that's, that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. And it's not an excuse for, for anybody, anybody not to be in somebody's church on Sunday morning. It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. We should be in somebody's church on Sunday morning praising God, worshiping God, giving them hallelujahs, thanking him for the day that he has given us. Amen? Amen? Amen. It's definitely not an excuse. Definitely not an excuse. And always remember that we will reap what we sow. So as we go into this week, church, allow us to remember that. Do good things, good things come back. Do bad things, bad things return. Maybe tenfold. That's just how it works. If your luck is not that good, don't go out there doing wrong. Don't go out there doing wrong. <laughs> I tell myself all the time, my luck ain't that good. I'm not trying that. I'm not trying that. I know it'll come back tenfold. <laughs> so church, let us, let us uh, close. Let us go into communion. If you have your communion cups from the back, let us go into communion this morning.